another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Not bad, dude. Pretty not bad? Pretty not bad anyways. I'm going tremendous. I had the best weekend of my life, maybe. No, but up there. One of the, one of the great ones. One of the, one of the, one of the all-time greats. It's like getting married to your bae in secret. Yeah, that was... That's probably the best weekend of my life. You have to say that one, even if it's not. But it actually, in everyone fact, goes. Yeah, my wedding night. But then you ask people, dude, it was like a nightmare. Nothing happened. Nothing worked. There's like no, it was the awesome. Didn't come out. I mean, yours wasn't like that. Yeah, mine was my <clears throat> hot, gorgeous, beautiful, smart, funny, intelligent Viking wife and I. Aww. we were spo- We had uh, a reservation at the. We went. We stayed at the um, Sparkling Hill. Like it's. Oh, yeah. My uh, uncle used to work there. Yeah. Incredible resort. And we had a dinner reservation and we, she was like, do you want to just like get room service? And we just ate food in bed and had a jacuzzi. And it was like, wait, it was just the best. It was just the best ever. She's the greatest. <laughs> I just love her so much. Oh, my God. Okay. That's okay. Enough of that. Neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. This is a different. This is number two. I got to tell you. Okay. So this weekend started poorly. I quit my job on Friday, mm-hmm. which was not not, I'm not proud of it. I feel kind of bad about it, but it is. Yeah. I, I walked off. Friday, I, you didn't. Yeah, Friday, I was in a fucking... I snapped. I just fucking snapped. The guy I work with is just angry at everything. Rarely pointed at me, but it's just the energy. And I asked if we could change the music. And he was like, go fuck yourself. And I said, okay. And I just walked off, which is not cool. Everyone's probably pretty mad. But t- after that... You haven't talked to him yet. Oh, no. I'm I avoid my problems okay you know how I don't answer my phone my phone is lost don't care about it again yeah I mean I have an idea where it is <laughs> it's probably I believe it'll turn up but if it doesn't who gives a fuck yeah I'm glad I texted you and Facebooked you well Facebook's the only way you can get a hold of me your phone is on still by the way well that's promising. because it got delivered that's promising so that's good news mm-hmm. see it's just getting better and better yeah okay so after that though um, uh, we got drunk on Friday. I ended up, I, I bumped into coincidentally, like, uh, one of, a close personal friend of mine's mom. And she was like, how are you? And I was like, okay, I just quit my job. She's like, let's go for coffee. We talked for like an hour, had a great conversation. And then Friday night, we com- comedy's back at Dakota's like a f- real show. Mm-hmm. Our close personal friend from the back table podcast, Andrew Crone was maybe the funniest I've ever seen him. He was oh destroyed absolutely destroyed yeah and then Saturday did we record a podcast that day no we didn't but we recorded a we, a banger of podcast no we did one of those days yeah we did we recorded Saturday and then after I went on on the boat yes okay so that <laughs> night that evening I was uh, my first headlining show back from the pandemic and uh, I was very confident Saturday at noon. And not confident at all Saturday at 5 p.m. I was like literally shaking. I was pacing back and forth. We get to the venue. Dude, it's- people don't know how tough it is to come back from that. Like when you get back the first couple of weeks, you're like, okay, I'm doing five minute spots. Then you get comfortable doing five. Then you're like, I got to do 40 minutes. I didn't, I didn't live up. I didn't do 40. I did 34 minutes. Whatever. But I, so I was, I was writing, I was trying to, I couldn't even remember my jokes. I was like trying to, I was like, what jokes? I can't remember I, any of my jokes. I was like, what jokes do I have that are, and then I was like, you know, just hating my own stuff. And then uh, we get to the venue. I mean, all everyone's like it's sold out. They're actually turning people away. 
which was awesome. But it, the venue is like a, it was like a weed dispensary. So it was on like the back porch. It was cool. Weird. But it, so it wasn't indoors? Not very, con- no, it was hot as fuck. There was literally people in like with their feet in like pools, baths. Yeah, that's not conducive this. to stand up There comedy. was dogs. Okay, dude, <clears throat> honestly, it was a fucking kind of a, a nightmare show. Uh, there was a dog fight. That's what's known as a hell gig. Yeah, a dog fight <laughs> yeah. happened like in my first three minutes. Two dogs started fighting. Uh, the, the, Should turn it into the just, mountain just behind me bets. was literally on fire. A huge fu- fire yeah. right behind. And Vernon's on fire. Helicopters just swirling. We're next to the helicopter landing place. The helicopters swirling around the whole show. Three <gasps> separate helicopters landed like directly adjacent to the stage while I'm performing. Really? Right? I got through it. I felt like I didn't feel great about it, but everyone said I did fine, which is great. But th- so this is when. Things started really turning around for me. I'm so confused. You're like, this is the best day of my life. Okay, so guess this is what happened. So we were in the parking lot drinking beers after the show. And some like older dude comes up, kind of like just gives me a nudge. He's like, hey, man, I, thought, I liked your shit. I thought it was funny. And I was like, thanks, man. And he's like, I really like that three inches of blood reference. So I was like, oh, cool. Because I have like this very obscure, dumb reference that I basically only do for myself. Uh, like, uh, I guess... Should I just do it? I don't remember exactly which one you're What's the about. one, the treadmill? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, when I'm okay. chasing, so I just pretend I'm chasing. I am Urukai. I'm Urukai. for days. Yeah, and I go, kill the orcs, slay the orcs. And I start like doing my three inches of blood. Turns out that guy is the bassist for three inches of blood. What? He's like, yeah, I played for them. I'm the studio bassist for the last four years. I'm all, I play for Fear Factory and Strapping Young Lad. And he's like, I like your shit. I text, I uh, Instagrammed it to the drummer of three inches of blood, who also likes my shit. Instagrammed what exactly? Just like oh, the a, show. A clip of like this. You record it. Check this guy out. Comedy faux pas. Check, check, I don't right. think I don't know if he recorded, it, but he said you, you should you should see this comedian. He just references three in blood, which is that's unbelievable. Th- man. Isn't that the coolest thing? That is unbelievable. That's, that's actually unbelievable. That's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in all of show business. Like we're, I, we're in a simulation. Right? I, I've been to probably 12, 10, 12, three inches of blood shows. Like I am a huge fan of that band. Where are they from, by the way? They're originally from Victoria. I think they say on Wikipedia they're from Vancouver. Okay. This guy lives in Lumbee. <laughs> but also, Strapping Young Lad and Fear Factory are also badass fucking... Strapping Young Lad's like Devin Townsend's first bet. I'm wearing a Devin Townsend shirt right now. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, not, not on purpose. I just Devin Townsend up. Project. Yeah. <laughs> Lower mid-tier prog metal, <laughs> it says on the back. But I, the fact that I've seen that guy perform and love his shit, and then he's seen me perform and likes my stuff, is probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. That's my comedy dream. Because <laughs> you heard about... You literally used to hear about uh, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. After his shows, there was a band in town. They'd send their guy over and be like, yeah, the band wants to party with you. And then you go, you end up partying with rock stars all the time. And you're like, because every comic wants to be a rock star, really. We yes. just can't play music. That's actually, in fact, true. And every rock star is like, I wish I didn't have to play the same fucking songs every goddamn concert. <laughs> so they're like, I wish I was a comedian. So there's like that symbiotic yeah, it was cool, hate so. for your craft and love for the other one. And then... Uh, you know, made the impromptu decision because I didn't have to work anymore to uh, spend the night in Vernon. Went to a house party with a bunch of people from the show, a bunch of my friends. Did that guy? He was. Did you there. hang with him at no, all? No, no, no. That I just you know talked to him. Did for you two get minutes. him on Insta? I got a selfie, and yeah, I. But my phone is lost. But I just well, know. Instagram's on everything. Well, I didn't upload it. I just took the pic. Anyways, I took a picture with him. No, I mean, did you get? A, are you guys like friends? Online friends? I'm, I'm, I think I could be, but I have not made the effort slide news dms dude <laughs> i don't know it's yeah so we went to this house party where they had a chessboard on the table 
and I was like, I'm taking all takers. <laughs> and I just beat like 10 people in a row at chess and like was getting drinks out of every game. It was fucking, it was so fun. That sounds like a blast. Then the next morning, I wake up face down on Jimmy's floor with no pants on. And, weird uh, Dick Jimmy? Yeah, Weird Dick Jim, Jim Campbell. And uh, Buller texts me and he's like, yo, I just working in Kamloops. I saw that you were in Vernon. You want me to pick you up? I'm like, hell yeah. So we, like, be- my best How friend. How did he know that? Because you saw it on Facebook that I was performing in Vernon. And oh, okay. he happened to be in Kamloops. So he drives through town. We go for breakfast. We get, you know, I ordered something called the trash can, the garbage platter. Garbage plate. Yeah, it was. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that a thing? At the, at, yeah, it had like macaroni salad, chili, potatoes, eggs. It was just everything. It was actually so delicious. And then, um, yeah, we drive home, had a little. Pool party, got her butt sweat. Nice. Where I ran into, well, ran into uh, my other great friend that I hadn't really seen in over a year because he took the pandemic quite seriously. My buddy Jeff is there mm-hmm. and he's a character. Oh, you know how my, my weird my friends are, right? Mm-hmm. So that Jeff's the guy that we played gay chicken and just made out for no reason. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff I know Jeff. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to say full yeah, names. I wasn't going to. I was about to, though, <laughs> just now. Anyways, yeah, gay chicken. By the way, his uh, look him up on Facebook and say that to him. His name is Jeff. <laughs> yeah. My name is Jeff. Um, he's being hilarious, and he's like, "Yeah, you want to go to the free money store?" And I'm like, "What's that?" He's like, "The casino." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I can't lose. All I do is win all the time." And I'm like, "You're full of shit." But sure, we ride a scooter. That de- we share a scooter downtown. That's a thick scooter. Yeah, I mean, it was. For a dollar, we're just zooming past people on the sidewalk. We get to the casino. Jeff's telling Jeff is talking immense amounts of shit about how much money he wins all the time. Every gambler says that because they never remember the times they didn't win. He sits down at the blackjack table and loses eleven hands in a row. It was <laughs> well, that sucks. Unbelievable. He said it's the worst losing streak he's ever gone on. After that, though, he's down to his last like he put like four hundred bucks in the table, and he's down to his last fifty oh, damn. bucks. He's not playing small either. It hits it. Hits an ace doubles wins and then he goes on a reverse heater wins the next 12 hands really he calls it the tower of power he just adds a chip to every time he wins and he got up to the max bet cashed out and then i was like that's i can't believe you did that you should quit now and he's like no let's play slots goes over the like wheel of fortune slots machine Mm -hmm. hits like the mini jackpot and like Three three rolls. What's the mini jackpot? It was like two hundred bucks. Oh, cool! Walked away with five hundred bucks and like bought me drinks all night. And we went to a, a bar. It was just the greatest weekend ever. That's unreal. Yeah, it was amazing. I like. I'm not a big gambler. Me neither. Gambler. I mean, you play poker. Yeah, but it's different because I think I have an edge. <laughs> I, I know the casino has an edge, so I can't really give them my money. Yeah. You know, I have that like I have that block that allows me to go. I'm just giving them money, like I because because I can know how much I'm losing per hand. Yeah. Like, well, they have a 10% edge in this game, so every time I bet 10 bucks, they're taking a dollar from me. <laughs> so really, what are we doing here? Like, that's what I think the whole time. I'm the worst gambler. It's not fun. But I used to go with my friend because we have VLTs. What's that? They're video lotteries in bars in Manitoba. And okay. Saskatchewan has them too. It's just a walled off area to bar with a bunch of slot machines, essentially. Okay. And we call them VLTs. So my buddy, who is, was kind of addicted to gambling at the time, had a job. But I could convince him to go out. I was like, let's go to a strip club. We had a sweet strip club. It was owned by the HA, but it was, it was a good time. They typically uh, run a tight ship. Well, the drinks were cheap, and the girls were hot, and there was lots of them. And there was a lot of, it, was, it was just fun. It was a fun atmosphere. And we were like 20 or 19. 
And he had a he had a job to go to, but I'd always get him to go. Let's throw twenty in, and if you win, we're going out tonight. Yeah, right. So he threw twenty in three times in a row. He won over five hundred dollars, and like he was like he was like pumped, and we're getting drinks. It was like like when you like we were we were going home, but it, now it's like fuck it, blackout. Yeah. Right. And, but also he's like actually had to work in the morning. So I kind of fucked him over like three times. I think worth. It was worth it every time. I mean, he would never say it wasn't worth it. Uh, so then my brother, uh, Thrifty Joe, is famously cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think he said it the best about gambling. He just said, I just don't like gambling because I hate losing 20 bucks more than I like winning 20 bucks. Like he Fair really enough. feels the loss. I don't gamble. I, I mean, I gamble a little bit but like i'm broke as hell so i didn't gamble at all but i had just as much joy out of watching people gamble i might go to the casino as as is that like frowned upon can i just go like watch people gamble it's not frowned upon at all like just go and never gamble and just watch people and cheer for them and like root against the house well i went to vegas and uh i, like I never really gambled wages <laughs> yeah sorry. dude sorry nice sorry and uh my buddy was like a hardcore blackjack yeah gambler like hardcore they had like they have like a, you know, when you're betting so much money, you have a little staff around you to getting you stuff. So uh, I would just chill with him because I didn't, I was like, I had more fun watching him play blackjack. So I'd watch blackjack and just crush drinks because they're free. That's what I was doing. So I was just crushing free drinks. In Vegas, they're free. In Vegas, they're free. Free if you're gambling. If you're gambling. Yeah. You can yeah. be playing anything though. I didn't understand that. I went to Vegas once. Mm-hmm. I've actually been a couple times, but uh, I didn't understand that. And same guy, Jeff, who's like, dude, this is you're in vegas you don't pay for drinks here because i was buying drinks like an idiot he's like you don't pay for drinks here he's like you sit next to me and we get free drinks the whole time yeah 100 percent. we took uh zinc oxide which is uh like super powered sunblock it literally blocks all the uv and wrote uh we made sports jerseys so i was oh, okay i had double zero sports on my back tan line for the whole summer that's it was, hilarious it was so funny uh I think my best Vegas memory. It's got to be tough to tough to trust your buddies in that situation that they're not just going to draw a cock on you. Either way, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, because that's my first thought is I'm doing it, but the second zeros, first I'm going to make the zeros. They're going to end up being balls. Yeah, and then I'm going to try and you know you can't really read what's on your back if you like do it out of order. You don't really know what it is. That would have been funny too. But the sports jersey is what we're going for. So that was- no, I know. Oh man, we we would pee next to the pool. We just stand next to the pool and just pee our pants, and that weirded everybody out. It was very very funny to us. Um, Seriously? Yeah. Like uh, what? Like at the flamingo? Uh, we we stayed at the Excalibur, the shitty one at the very end of the strip. Yeah. The so you're just one. standing on the concrete, yeah, pissing, <laughs> looking at people with a huge shit eating grin on your face. Yes, that is insane. Okay, so Dude, you love pee. I, I guess I have this reputation. I just am not weirded out by it, and I think it's funny. I, I guess I think it's the funny that everyone else thinks it's so gross. It's taboo. It's yeah. just water to me. That's how kinks happen, though. I'm not. It's not a kink. I, thing. I understand that, but I'm saying that's the exact way kinks happen. Yeah, it's like some. You think people are born loving sh- fucking shoes? No, no. Obviously. They get caught with some shoes or something, and it's taboo. And then they. Start fucking them. I don't know how it works, but it's something like that. Do you have a fetish or a kink? Like one super weird? I mean, anything. That's hard. It's hard for me to answer because I don't really know. I don't think so. Because 
like I I started getting laid so late. Yeah. That really, uh, girls always go, "What do you What are you into?" Because they want to share their fucked up thing <laughs> with you. You know. Because yeah. I'm just, I'd be like, sex. That's pretty good. Just. Dick and vagina sex. <laughs> it's pretty. It's made for it. Feels pretty good. It's just I. You got so, your tits right there. Like I literally didn't. Like when I got asked that the first time, I had no idea how to answer. I started racking my brain. Like, what am I into? Vaginas. Vaginas. Yeah, just <laughs> regular old. Just you know what? If I could see your tits too, that'd be sweet. <sighs> pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like what? What fetish do I have? I mean, I think I firmly believe this, and I have a joke that is, is partially about this. It's going pretty well. I think women corrupt men with their weird shit. I feel like you are just <clears throat> taking the blame off of yourself. Well, I don't have anything. But I'm saying I've never pitched a girl something super weird. But tons of girls had pitched shit to me. Yeah. Like I didn't. Have you ever choked a girl in bed? I was asked to a couple times. I Fair didn't, enough. I didn't like doing it. I did it. I did it. I also did it. Her behest. Here's the thing, though. Here's why. Here's what happens. Here. Here's why it breaks your brain. Explain it right now. Because <laughs> you don't even have that thought to do that, correct? Yeah. Neither did I. Girls have asked about knife play. Like, no. I mean, that's a hard no. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. But choking. I was like, all right. And then you do it, and they're like eyes rolling back in their head, orgasm. You know. <laughs> and you're like, that's nice. I like that part. But now to get that. You gotta choke him. You gotta choke a bitch, you know. So now you're into choking because this girl's fucked up. Just you're into her liking it. Yeah. But now you're equating these two things, which and, and now you're just choking chicks. And you came from a place of just wanting to help. Yes. You, and it was. You were just trying to be nice. It was. You just what you enjoy. Like if girls, what's my kink? I like seeing your cum face. Girls' yeah. cum face. That's my kink. But then finding out how to get there is a rough. Jagged road that you got to. Cr- There's you know? a v- weird website for you. What's that? I think it's called Beautiful Agony, and it's just uh, girls orgasming, or it's actually anybody. But mm-hmm. I go to the girls section. But there's <laughs> there's no. It's like it's like face up, like neck up. Like there's no. You don't see tits or her. Well, body. I want to see the rest. Yeah, see, well, that's the thing. It's just that's if that's your kink. There's a website for it. I guess that is my kink. And Beautiful Agony is pretty poetic. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I like it's the orgasm. name. But uh, uh, I think I just figured out what it is. What is it's it? very mild. It's pretty much what you said. So there's uh, there's camera angles in porn where it's a doggy style, but it's just really the girl's face and yeah. tits and all that. Mm-hmm. That. That's it. I mean, that's a jam. That's, I mean, that's nice. Nice and vanilla. Yeah, I'm a vanilla dude. Yeah, me too. I have, I have ropes. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. I have them. S- sex ropes or regular ropes? They became sex ropes. <laughs> I bought them as regular ropes. And then I tied some sex knots into them. And then here we are. I went to... Uh, and honestly, I did it with the girl that I knew was into it because she had asked yeah. before. And yeah, it's just like... Loved it. Un- like I was like, oh, this you're actually enjoying this for the first time. We've been having sex for a year and I don't think you've ever actually enjoyed it. I just realized that you didn't care once. I thought you were enjoying it, but yeah. now that I see this, yeah. I know that you weren't. And I'm not doing this every time. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. Dude, uh, I went to a porn store. Like We went for lunch, and there was a porn store next door. I was like, you want to go in there? So we all went in. Like It was me and a few friends, uh, a couple comedians and their girlfriends and stuff. Anyways, the point is, 
the sex ropes are like $90 at the sex store, but you can go to the hard- hardware store, get the exact same rope for $1.50. Yep. That's what I did. Like people are retards. They are stupid. Yeah. I looked up what fancy sex ropes were in case like this became a thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's like there's a whole industry of like on Etsy with like people making like certain out of certain material. Just way overpriced. Well, they're just supposed to be like softer and, and hold knots loosely and all this shit. That's bullshit. It's like I have a knife. If it if it actually came to it, I could cut the fucking rope off. Um Plus I, you have to at the beginning I was like learning all the knots. Found out I'm super into that. <laughs> super into tying knots. You were so autistic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> A girl wants to do some BDSM. Kyle just gets turned on by tying knots. Not turned on. It's wildly different. Okay, fair enough. But I was having a pretty good time. And interested in. Yeah. Um, can we go all the way back to Vegas? I, I, yeah. Okay, so when I was in Vegas that time, uh, this is my favorite thing. So it, the Tampa Bay Lightning were, this was maybe five years ago. I think they. I don't think they won the Stanley Cup, but they went to the finals. And Tyler Johnson, number nine, was a rookie for Tampa Bay, and he was lighting it up. And because I, I remember this specifically, because we were gambling on the hockey, and I was always betting on Tampa, and I was specifically betting on Tyler Johnson, number nine, to score. Okay. So everywhere I saw number nine, that was like my number. And we played craps. Have you, have you ever played craps before? Love craps. Still don't understand how it works, but I do know that number nine, Tyler Johnson, was the greatest thing ever, and it kept hitting, and we were just like... You were, you were betting the inside? You were betting nine? I guess I was. Yeah. I was betting on Tyler Johnson, was what I was doing. That's hilarious. But it was hitting, and it was hilarious. And we, I rolled uh, I rolled like two in a row, and then that same guy, Jeff, we're wasted. We're at the Hooters Casino playing fucking craps. Really? Yeah. And like, it's, you know, it's like not on the strip. It's like a dive shitty bar, like, sucked. I actually kind of like those better. Yeah, it's way better. I liked we, old Vegas better than new Vegas. Because we kind of had the place to ourselves, you know. And yeah. We're loud, boisterous, swearing, everything. Like, it's no problem. And so I roll, and he, Jeff goes, if you roll another Tyler Johnson, I will literally suck your dick. All of a sudden, Hell security yeah. cards come from each corner of the room, like, you can't talk like that in here, blah, blah, blah. Really? We, we were like, what are you talking about? I... We, I, what you can't talk about gay sex in Vegas. I surmised after the fact that they thought we were talking about prostitution, but at the time we were like, same thing. Like, what are you homophobes? Tyler Johnson's man. And they were like, shut up. And we were like, okay. (laughs) But yeah, that was my, that was my Vegas story. And I, yeah, if you roll another Tyler Johnson, I will literally suck your dick. Everyone wants to know. Record scratch the whole place. Like the lights come on. Don't talk like that. Like what the fuck? Did you roll another Tyler Johnson? Um, I would have remembered if I did, so <laughs> definitely not. Because that would so, have definitely been the punchline of the story. And then I rolled another Tyler Johnson, and he literally sucked my dick. Yeah. And he said literally, too. I think that's the key word in that in that sentence. I like it how Vegas is sensitive about prostitution. They're like, that's not us. That's the county over. Yeah. It's actually illegal here, except every single Mexican on the street yeah. is giving out hooker you cards. You can't so even, what are you talking about? You can't about? even see the sidewalk. There's so many of those little prostitution <clears throat> cards. You know what we did? We had a fun game. I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but we had a really fun game. We You get stacks of them. You literally can't not get these things if you're walking around Vegas. They just shove them into your hands. I hated it. And so I your pockets are so full much. of these like uh, you know escort cards with girls on both sides. So... N- never the girl on the card. We the went. Way. We went back to our room and we got pockets full of these cards. We ended up playing S- escort war. 
you know the game card game war yeah but what beats what so that's it we just decide we both oh if they're hotter yeah whoever's hotter they win that's hilarious and if that is so funny and if there was a disagreement that's the war like mine's hotter mine's hotter and then we played the war that it was awesome yeah it was fun as hell that is so funny (laughs) escort war that's beautifully misogynistic is it a little how what in what sense well, you're objectifying already prostitutes. They objectify based themselves on their, based on their looks, which is what they fucking. That's hey, I didn't mean to make a thing out of it. I was just kidding. <laughs> How are you on this side of this conversation? I'm joking. And normally it's me going, Kyle. That's enough. Um, do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? Dude, I'm I have a scrambled brain right now. Is getting. By the way, for two, uh, this is gonna be two episodes ago now. Yeah. The whole SD card corrupted, and I've been scrambling. That's why the podcast is late. So everyone fuck that didn't get it Sunday morning and end up getting it Monday at noon. I'm sorry you didn't get your free podcast on time. It almost didn't happen. This was actually supposed to be the re-recording of it, and I managed to recover it. Which is amazing. I was so like- I don't even know what part of the Bible we're on, because I'm fucking scrambled in my head right now. Because I was planning on doing the old one. So I was thinking about what we were supposed to be reading, what we already read. Do you know what the unfortunate thing is? I don't even know what part of the Bible we're on. I mean, I got it right here in front of me, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember what order we went. We've recorded so many podcasts in the last like week because I'm trying to get ahead of Sweden. Yeah. That like they all just blend together. Welcome so- to my world, dude. <laughs> Welcome to my. Uh, yeah, you do another podcast on top of it. Yeah. Um, I believe. What we read last week was the siege, so the famine in Samaria, and then the Arameans, the Arams, the Arameans. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Anyways, they were besieging Samaria, and then... Oh, I remember now. The woman was eating her children. Yeah, the, and then... The Jew, Jew trick. Elijah was like, ugh. Elisha. Elisha, sorry. was like, ugh, I guess. I guess I'll do something. So if I have to be the guy, <laughs> well, because they were going to cut his head off. Yeah, they. Yeah, but people are starving to death except for him. Yeah. and his boys. I guess they're just conjuring up food left and right. A donkey's head <laughs> sold for eighty pounds of silver. He's like, I actually had a lot of stock in donkey's heads, so I was kind of hoping the price was going to be inflated. <laughs> a bunch of donkey heads. Like, I, I thought you had bird shit. I thought you had all the bird shit you could handle. <laughs> oh yeah, dove's dung is one of the. It says. That it sold for. Uh, uh, there was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that his donkey's head sold for eighty shekels of silver <laughs> and a quarter of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels. What the fuck? That's, that's good. Uh yeah. So there was that, and then he they spooked him with chariot sounds. And they thought, oh, shit, the, Egypt, the Egyptians, yeah, the God, so Elisha, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and God that are all the same guy that are the different Trinity. guys, um, spooked them with chariot noises. And they were like, the Egyptians and Hittites are here. And then they ran away. And then the lepers went in and like started eating all the food. That's I, I do. I don't want to live through the apocalypse, but I do want to live through an abandoned city one day. Imagine you just went to a city like that. Like uh, like freshly abandoned? Yeah, like fucking 28 days later type shit. You wake up in the hospital and all of a sudden, like everything's wide open. I mean, it would give you purpose. 
survival 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 at all costs i don't think i that's what the way i would go if i was alone left in the apocalypse instinctually you just it just happens i don't think so i think if i woke up you have that no if i woke up and the whole town was abandoned i would have a pretty good three days of being weird and doing stuff and then i would kill myself yeah probably yeah what happens in that movie does is there there's people in a different town um, what happens? They made Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which is a better movie, actually. But Twenty Eight Days Later, the guy wakes up in a hospital, walks out, finds it all abandoned, and it's not really abandoned. It's zombies. Uh, a virus has taken over the UK, and everyone sound familiar? Dead, or I mean, a little bit, but the the rage virus they call it. And so once you get it, it infects you within you know thirty seconds, and mm-hmm. you just turn into a rage monster that wants to kill and destroy everything around you the problem the only problem i have with the zombie well the main one is that they're strong for some reason when people aren't strong yeah they're not strong number one but also they're atrophying these bodies are atrophying and there's no new sources of energy energy in energy out it's a one-to-one ratio in our in the world we live in that's a fundamental law that I cannot change the so, exact same problem with it yeah. yeah so like there's in like one of the zombie the fucking show that got really bad after season three what was it called? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Never watched it. There's like, they're like herding zombies that have been there for like a year. And I'm like, what? What yeah. version of them? It's dumb. It's very dumb. The, the, and uh, I hate slow. The, co- the thing about 28 Days Later that was cool, that, that was unique to it compared to other zombies, sto- is that zombies were fast. Because in the other zombie movies, they're just slowly walking towards. It's like, mm-hmm. just get out of the way. Like, walk jog away from these zombies get a little cardio yeah and you'll be fine exactly in 28 weeks later though they were sprinting after you but yeah i have no problem with that though if it's like within a week you know even two weeks i'll give them yeah you human being with could a fucked live. up brain could have plenty of energy and be sprinting and attacking people mm. it's just the year later i have a problem with yeah well you're not gonna starve to death in two weeks but you can't be sprinting raging for two weeks yeah you never know and and how much energy do you get from devouring They're somebody probably, else's face? Probably a decent amount. You think my face has a lot of energy in it? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. We eat fucking... We eat donkey animals. Heads. Yeah, donkey heads. Oh, that's a perfect... Hey, look. That's a perfect transition back into the Bible, Kyle. And now we know it because we said it. <laughs> I love how much that bugs you. So I'll just read the last paragraph uh, for context, even though it actually makes the next paragraph harder to understand. <laughs> <laughs> as god intended the uh, verse 19 was second kings chapter 7 verse 19 the officer had said um this is the end of the story so elisha had said uh we're gonna get a bunch of food and tomorrow flour will be the price of a. you can get flour at the dollar store basically yeah and the general was like that's the king flour will be the price of a couple pieces of shit <laughs> yeah. and the king's walking stick who is a human yeah. Said, uh, I don't think that's really believable. And Lash is like, well, you don't get any then. I got one. Just a quick aside. How could they tell where the shit came from? I, I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Yes. Because if, if dove shit is probably no different than every other bird shit. It looks a lot like other bird shit. I, yeah. I mean, I've not studied it closely. So do, do they have like a loop being like, no, this is 100% dove. And he's looking, this looks like Sparrow to me. Actually, <laughs> this is worthless. We only accept dove shit here. What is this? What is this, sparrow shit? What am I, an idiot? 
Do I look like an idiot to you? Do I look like the type of guy that would take sparrow shit <laughs> in the place of dumb shit? What happens when I stick this up my ass? Do you think I'm going to have a good time? You know I'm not. What am I, an idiot? You think I'm going to take the wrong type of shit? <laughs> and do whatever we do, is we do with it that only we know, not the whoever wrote this. This the is people worthless right shit. <laughs> this shit is worthless. This shit is, is valuable. It was worth shekels. Guards, <laughs> string them up. This man tried to sell me Sparrow as if it was Dove. Shit, that is. You know. Well, you know. You do it, too. Whatever it is we do, you know you do it, too. Oh, that is funny. Counterfeit Dove shit. Oh, that's funny. So, verse 19. The officer had said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heavens, could this happen? The man of God had replied, You will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. And that is exactly what happened to him. For the people trampled him in the gateway and he died. As God promised he would. For no reason. Uh, for, for no, for doubting. questioning. Yeah, it, doubt is, a, I mean, again. Questioning we, a man from God. Yeah. Don't question. Turn your brain off. Believe this book. That's the whole point of the book. That's a pretty good catch 22 when, some guy, when someone goes, I talked to, if like you're within a church setting and someone goes, no, I talked to God, you can't go, no, you don't. Because if they actually do, you've now directly questioned God. Well. Right? Kind of. Because he's talking to God and he's saying he's doing these things. Mm-hmm. And he's the dude, the question is getting punished because God can do those things. Right? Yeah, but then we get into the problem of uh, you're not really talking to God. Well, that's my re- point. You can't do that. Well, then wars get fought over. Like, we have the same, we get stuck in the same loop every time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is preposterous. You can't question somebody because no one's talking to God. Uh, my mom is. Yeah, okay, right. I don't think so. Hey God, do something right now! I don't think Stacy Campbell my mom is talks talking to you directly to God. In fact, God healed my brother. It just took six months of physio. <laughs> Shouldn't this be proof? Just go up to someone and be like, "I don't think you talk to God," which is a direct slander and blasphemy towards God. I demand a threat and I demand you to carry it out right now, or you're not talking to him. And then move down the line one by one until something really bad happens. I have, to you. in fact, I have in fact done that. And I do that to my mother and other Christians. I go, that, see that mountain over there? Mm-hmm. Pick it up and drop it on that other mountain. Because that's what the Bible says you can do if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. And they go, Caleb, don't test. Of course, they quote the other Bible verse mm-hmm. that says, don't put God to the test. I'm not putting God to the test. I'm putting you to the test. In directly. I don't believe you talk to God. They're not. Yeah. It's incredibly frustrating. And that should work, but it In doesn't. In fact... I don't even think you could get me a mustard seed right now. Alone, <laughs> move that mountain. Yeah, it's very annoying, and you're. T- I think you're 100 percent right. And yeah, I, the George Carlin one is like. In fact, if, if God isn't true, may He strike this audience dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because you know there's some Christian people there going, "Oh no!" Like for a second, if you believe, you're going to be like, "Oh shit." That could happen. How, after that second, obviously... You just have to assume that George Carlin isn't in touch with God like you are and that he doesn't have the ability to do that. and Or God knows he's joking. And God does nice things and doesn't kill people. God the- actually cannot take a joke. He's actually a serious, big, fucking, big gay retard. Big about gay it. retard. Like, he's... Joking at jo- God's expense is uh, not okay. 
people get burned to death by other people who say they're speaking for God. Yeah, he's like Joe Pesci in that movie. Like, I'm funny how? Casino? Yeah. <laughs> funny how? Like a clown? I don't get it. How am I funny? Well, like, you made people in your own image, but you kind of made them shitty, and then you have, like, this whole other part of, yeah. like, angels that you don't like, but... Are Down syndrome people made you? in your image, God? What, is that a facet of you? That's true. What if we're the mistakes? Well, that's what I hold up all the time, is genetic disease. Have you seen those, uh, the Down syndrome drag queens? No, but we're watching that as soon as this is over. <laughs> so, it's kind of sad, in my opinion. They seem like they're having a good time, which is good. But I think... How do you not laugh at that? I know that's it's the worst hilarious. thing ever. No, it's unbelievably funny. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's a little part of me that goes, okay, they have the capacity of like a, a 10-year-old. It's weird. At best. So there, it wasn't their idea to, to do this. You just know so, it wasn't their told, idea. Yeah, we're going to make a movie out of it. Some gay trickster that wanted to bang a fancy-looking retard convinced them <laughs> to do it. To do it so they can fulfill their fucked up fantasy. Oh my god. That might be the most offensive thing we've said on this podcast. <laughs> Some gay tricks are that want to fancy. <laughs> Fuck a fancy looking. <laughs> oh my god. If there is a hell, we're going there. Sounds, sounds like a lot more fun. <laughs> Bunch of fancy looking retards there. Oh my god, that's so bad. Uh, we're. Are we sorry? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry that that happened to those fucking peacock feathered. It's a weird disease. Wrestling be- fans, because dude. Because it seems like it's obviously a spectrum thing, and some people are like severely affected by it, and other people are like hardly affected by it, but. It's the same reason why I don't. It's the same reason why I think having, look, in this society everything's okay now. Apparently, if you just say it's for it's your yeah. biological whatever, even though it's not, there's like ten year old drag strippers, which it's also like what the fuck, dude. I'm into that, and <laughs> okay. it's okay because I just said so. Okay, yeah, I'm by their by the same logic, like you just said. Just yeah. declare it. That's it. I'm genetically predisposed to like 10-year-old drag it's, queen. Down- it's, <laughs> it's literally, I thought for during that period, like this is not, a, that's not a new thing. I saw it like five years ago. But after that, I was like, they're going to come out. They're going to start saying pedophilia is biological and that it's okay. That is, they're they're going to start doing that. That is, that exists. That's there's a there's a movement for that like uh, it's not our we just ha- like that's our sexual orientation it's not it's not okay, that bad. But here's the thing, we agree that rape's bad though, right? Yes. And we agree that a ten year old can't consent. Yeah. But some people argue that they can consent, and there is the problem. No, there's not. We have a perfect place for them. Uh, six feet under the fucking jail. Like even any like even jail can't be great. What do you mean? For uh, oh yeah, for it's famously of that persuasion. It's famously terrible. Yeah, the chomos. What's that? Child molesters. Oh, the chomos, dude! I watched this channel. It sounded Mexican. I watched this channel on YouTube. It's fantastic. I recommend it to everybody. It's called uh, oh fuck, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, prison. I don't know. The guy that runs it, this huge, giant black dude. That's like, uh, hey, what's up? It's Big Herc. 
Not here for another episode. Prison talk. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen a clip of that dude. Okay, well, watch them all, and they and it's just like prison stories. It's like some of them are so fucking violent, but uh, yeah, chomos don't have a good time in prison, and it's unanimously agreed upon that like if you find if they find out that's what you're there for, like they have the prison hierarchy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you don't have your papers, like they assume you're. Yeah, exactly. And uh, life's pretty bad for those people, which as it should be. I literally don't mind. Through all of history, the common, like what you do to those people is kill them. And they are always reoffend. There's almost no way to integrate them back into society. Yeah. And half of them speak for God and get moved around the world and get paid for by people who believe in this shitty book that we're reading. I wonder at what point. They like strategically are like, if I just become a priest, apparently I could just get away with it. And you know, get, it became like a, it's like pop culture, you know, it, that had to attract some people to the faith. It's ongoing. It's yeah. still happening. Quarterback Drew Brees for the shittiest team. He just retired. <laughs> Fuck that fucking guy. Spent a bunch of money paying for uh, Catholic churches in Louisiana to, uh, you know, he, def- he to their court fund and they're fucking... To defend the pedophiles? Yes. Drew Brees did? Yes. Yes. Why? Because he's a fucking Catholic and he has 13 kids. And he doesn't believe they did that? Of course. That's what they all say. Of course. He wouldn't do that. He's this guy. The kids are making it up. Oh, really? 30 kids making it up? And then then they get moved like it's some farm team to just, hey, get a new batch of kids on the other side of the world. Look, there's... there's, It is so gross. It is insane. And it's ongoing and it's like rampant. Like, it's just a joke. Everyone's like, Catholics fuck kids. And everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And they keep going to church and they keep paying for it. Well, it's like it's on the people within the community to stop it. And apparently they're not. So they just don't believe we it. have nothing. We can't do anything about that. If you're at the church where they're doing that, you can do something. But uh, is that? Yeah, it's gross, weird. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's a bummer, really. <laughs> Pretty big bummer. Speaking of bummers, look at that. <laughs> that reminds me of a street joke that I really like. Two pedophiles sitting on a park bench. 13-year-old girl walks by. One pedophile nudges the other and says, fuck, she must have been hot back in the day. <laughs> Gross. All right. Second uh, Kings chapter 8. The Shumanites land restored. Now, Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life. Do you remember that? Kyle's just a me. I start reading the Bible. No, he picks up his Google phone. The, that a joke I knew. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I start reading. Kyle starts texting immediately. Now Elisha had said to the woman whose son he'd restored to life, the one he laid upon in majesty. You do remember. I'm glad that I can keep at least one person's attention for ten seconds. I remember all the pedophilia in the Bible pretty pretty well. It's just ingrained. Well, it's wild. The, the, the most shocking thing is still going to be the first one that really, I was like, what? This is in the Bible? Like, it blew me away. Which the one? cave with the daughters getting their father drunk so they could fuck him and have kids is still, it's like sticking in my brain. I was like, how the fuck? I was like, everyone reads this? And that's a good story, by the way. That's like, they did something good. They did great. I know, great because the then they get, yeah. they have, they get to spread their... Well, the Jews almost died then. That was the last of the like chosen people, remember? That wasn't the last. I know they were on a run or well, there whatever. Was, well, there was a few times. like Noah was the last mm-hmm. for a bit. Abraham was the... Yeah, that because God killed everybody. Yeah. What the fuck? 
Why didn't he just flood it again then instead of making them fuck He promised he won't. He promised he won't. And then he gave us the rainbow. And then the gays took it, which makes the Christians very angry and me very happy. That's so funny. <laughs> I saw there's a video of this dude. Like they painted the steps rainbow for gay pride month. There's a whole month now. And uh, at, the, only at the university. Months. Like how do we... There's not enough months to go around. Anyone that wants a month can have it. We in got my Black History Month. We got Gay Month. Like that's ten months left. What do we get? As long as we don't get it, as long as we get eleven months off. <laughs> no, but he walked up. There was like the stairs are painted rainbow, but then they had these like giant, uh, like shelf types. They could they kind of look like steps, but they're big concrete shelves, mm-hmm. and they were like six steps each and he's crawling up these steps and st- so he w- wouldn't walk on the rainbow the gay ones <laughs> the student at the university imagine imagine oh, pretty funny imagine caring just being that homophobic yeah like I, I don't believe in the word homophobia but that guy was scared to walk on those steps what do you mean you don't believe in well, the phobia word? is like a, a, oh, a, fear. a fear yeah but that guy was scared to walk on the gay steps i think it's it's come to mean like <clears throat> hatred not fear. That's how it's commonly used. I don't even think it's applied like that now. I think it's just... I I just think, like, why do you guys give a fuck? I know that the Bible says, so that's why they care, because they have to believe the Bible, and the Bible's retarded. But, like, besides that, how imagine caring well, what other people do. The Bible. Yeah, but why do, you, why do you guys care so much? At what point would you care? Like, let me give you a scenario. Okay. Like, there's got to be some tipping point where eventually you're like, just because you become such a minority in the population, you're like, I hate this. This sucks. You know? I got one. Like, what if it's, what if the whole town that you live in that you can't leave is 99% gay and pageantry and uh, let's see what else. What a drag queen, that type of thing. Would you, would that, genuinely, would that bother you then? <clears throat> or would you just not give a shit? It's hard to you say. You still have your wife too. It's hard. You still have your wife. I I don't think I would, but I would like to hang out with some people that aren't like like. If it's your whole identity, you're just annoying. Like if that's all you are, that's if, what I'm I've said gay, before. I'm gay yeah. all the time, gay, mm-hmm. gay, gay. Then you're just annoying. But most of most people, most of the gays I've met aren't like that. Aren't like they're yeah. just their people and they're living their lives and like, it's you know what it you is? don't even know they're gay and like all of a sudden like six months in you're like I like dudes you're like what I didn't know that you like dudes the whole time. I did that to one sort of Lena's friends. I was like, I was like, he said something. And I was like, huh? Oh, you're gay. <laughs> I said that. And he was like, we are, we're all gay. And I was like, oh, shit. Really? Yeah. I made some like joke. I was like, well, how, that's how I know you're gay. I got one. I got a weird one what? for you. Uh, when I lived out east, uh, my, my best buddy over there, his brother was gay and he was a stripper. And a gay stripper. Yeah. It's got to be a pretty sweet life for a gay. It was awesome, dude, because he was having stripper friends over all the time and stripping in the living room. Not dudes, though. Guys and girls, but like we had, I partied with strippers. It was fun as hell. But one day. What percentage of male strippers are gay? Based uh, on your parties. Based on your parties. Oh, okay. (laughs) Or at least by. Yeah. But uh, one time I woke up on the couch to him. uh, Oh, that was him? Jerking me off. Yeah. So like I have been molesting, yeah, yeah, sexually assaulting, and uh, I flipped out. I said "fuck off," and I and then I felt bad that I was like, I shouldn't have been so rude to that guy. That was homophobic. And then what? I, I like gaslighted myself, and then I told my buddy about that. He's like, "That is not cool. You aren't. That's not homophobic. That's 
no one should yeah, do it's that. Unwanted and, sexual advance. That's exactly. So this happened to me. Here's the thing, though. And <laughs> so you're asking, at yeah. what point would I hate gay? I still don't. Like that was just a weird. No, I didn't th- say hate or what. I don't. What point would you become uh, annoyed? At that, at that point, when they're jerking well, me off and I'm sleeping. When you get sexually assaulted. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't part of my scenario. Is you getting? <laughs> well, that's what trick. That's what. Fair enough. That I question mean, triggered in my memory, but also here's the thing, though. I we talked. You're about a it. dude. We talked about it, and so it, it's funny. To we me. got to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where I was just like, dude, fucking don't do that. He's like, I'm sorry, I was wasted. We were all doing drugs and stuff and whatever. And how I like, yeah, it's not going to traumatize you. I'm yeah. I barely even remembered it till just now. It's not something I think about all the time, but I, when you asked. Did he did he go under the pants or over the pants? Well, under the pants. Oh, he was he got he had a we- full Dude, winner. It, the weird part was. Do you think it made it better for you, like to get over it, since you played sports and already did gay stuff? Maybe I did have a boner at the time. Oh, like oh, he was. I woke up to. No, I understand. Yeah. So you're having a dream, pretty yeah. sweet dream. Yeah, pretty fucking sweet dream. That's yeah. horrifying, actually. Yeah, it was weird. <clears throat> it's weird. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, still funny though. Yeah, so like, am I gay? Because I got a boater. <laughs> <laughs> Go on acid and tell me after. <laughs> okay, so we've read a, a one, not even a whole verse, and uh, we're talking about jerking off dudes. We're kind of talking about a sad story how you got raped, but... I Come on, no penetration. No, you didn't. I got molested. It is kind of funny. Got molested? Whose joke is that? I, don't know. I got molested. Theo Vaughn, I think. Now, Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can, because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. Isn't that nice of God to make seven years? Why is he doing that? Because he's an asshole. You know, but what's the justification in the... He's just... God decreed a famine? Yep. Seven years. But no one did anything? I mean, we're, but, I know we're to assume they, they did something and they're getting punished. Yeah. But in fact, yes. So in in just plain reading the Bible, word as it is, no one has done anything. The Lord has decreed a famine. Christians, in their infinite uh, desire to ju- justify God's shitty behavior, say they deserved it. They must think the time we're living in where we figured out crops and we can grow anything is like, we're the best. Like, you could only come to that conclusion... Like, there's no famines anymore in North America. I mean, there is. There's North California just suffered the worst drought. Well, we yeah, have no irrigation. one's starving. We have irrigation. We have irrigation and we have transportation. But uh, we are, like, California just... Yeah, but, you know, the punishment doesn't fit anymore. You get, you, like, you don't rain in California and we they still get food. I mean, it's not even a punishment. It's like a mild inconvenience. Actually, all, most of our food in North America comes for, come, come from California. And if... Uh, a couple terrorists blow up some uh, pipelines. There could be a real starvation in Canada and USA. No, there couldn't. According to the "It Could Happen Here" podcast, it could. Well, I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing: like short cycle crop rotation exists. We could. We have the capability to do it. <laughs> I would be. I'm a lot more scared of another virus than I am of that happening. We have the capability, <laughs> but the thing is. We could do it if we had the time, but if they... No, I understand what you're saying. I, I think within... the As soon as it happened, we'd have a couple months leeway, right? Yeah. And then within those two months, we could easily adapt. I mean... You're probably right. 
I just think the worst of everything. Like, the, the imagine the, the amount of shit we feed to animals that we could just go, okay, well, I guess we're eating a lot of barley. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it'll be sold for the price of uh, like half two the shekels. Sh- half the shit that we could technically eat, we just cut down and and feed to like garbage animals. We can- garbage animals. <laughs> garbage that animals that we're gonna eat, which is a lot less efficient. We could just eat the fucking stuff, and I, I think it, I don't think anything would happen if that happened. I, you're making me feel better. Because I walk around thinking that there's going to be a starvation in my life. It's going to be an engineered virus caused by AI. And we probably got a good 15 to 20 left. So fuck it. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Um, So now Elisha said... I should should have some kids so I could eat them, though, just in case. (laughs) As the Bible says to do. Have kids so you could eat them. It technically didn't say to do it. It said the famine was so bad that people were eating their kids. But who provided the famine? God. Who provided the kids? Also God. Jesus. Who gave me the idea to eat the kids? Jesus. Yeah. Did I like it how he knew it was? You know, if you believe in a path. Yeah. That kid's path was to get eaten by his his mom, and his path was for Elisha to only intervene after that's happened. There. That rules. There's a whole school of thought called Calvinism. Yeah. That's like a big sect of Christianity that believes that a lot of people are born to go to hell. I mean, they have to. And you're just hoping that you're not one of them. And they do everything in their power to not go to hell. But they still might get sent to hell. And they just go through life living in complete fear of God. Which is what the Bible mandates. Live in, it says, fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. Fear him. Be scared of your Satan. I... I can't believe anyone believes this, but here we are. Okay, so... You have to. If you don't believe it, you go to hell. Imagine <laughs> believing that. It's cyclical. Okay, so the Lord had decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the lands of the Philistines seven years. I think it's kind of hilarious that they can just go to next door and just avoid There's the famine. There's no famine there? Yeah. So what's the famine caused by? So there's a drought, but not not a hundred kilometers away, hundred kilometers away, or way less, probably. I would like to. I wish we had like a meteorologist that we could consult about. Don't they buy a fucking river? Well, the Jordan is the main river. I've been to Israel, and it's a desert, and it's kind of. Didn't people by rivers have some form of primitive irrigation? So, so it's like a strip. It's smaller than fucking Vancouver Island. Yeah, I figured it was super small. And it's half like there's the coast that's right on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a spine, like a mountain range that goes down the middle and that people live in, which is weird because it looks like when you're driving beside it in the valley, we were on tour buses and we're driving beside it. It just looks like mountains. And then all of a sudden you go up the road and there's like whole towns in mountains. It's very weird. Like we live in a valley here. Mm-hmm. Imagine living in mountaintops. Like, uh, it's like very a city, strange. Like a city up there. Yeah. What's the advantage? Well, it'd be you get attacked. Yeah, which is why they would move up there in the old days, and I now think they so. do it for nostalgia. Yeah, and uh, it's hard to get water up there, but most of their water comes from springs. And on the right side is the I forget what the desert's called, but there's the Dead Sea there, and then there's like Lebanon, Jordan, Syria, and all of those places are like nicer than Israel, or not maybe not nicer, but uh, more green. Like more, but the original landscape. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's a man, it's a desert. It's just rocks. You live in the desert. It's just a yeah. Like I remember driving for hours, and all you see is just like you know, khaki 
tan, brown Imagine rocks. Getting so lucky to be born in like a first world beautiful country. There's more than there used to be. That's God's chosen but land. But that's what I'm about to say. And then being convinced that the shithole in the desert is where you were destined to be. Even If you were destined to be there, you would have been born there if there was destiny. God's favorite people have to live. And, they, and not only that, you have the knowledge of how awesome it is in the, whatever country you're born in. There's plenty of them. And then you have to go there and be like, oh, well, this sucks. They were in Egypt. Remember, the, the Bible starts... They're, they live there. They go down to Egypt because there's a famine in the place that God gave them. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Egypt. They become enslaved he by the Egyptians. doing that. They become... It's the cyclical... I like how he, he made them a seven-year famine to punish them, right? Mm-hmm. But then also made it so they could just travel to their neighbors. Yeah. Like, how much of a punishment is that? And Egypt... Well, the Shumanite woman, who's rich, remember? She's, like, got, like, properties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, Egypt is the fertile crescent. Egypt fed the whole world well not the whole world but like europe africa and the middle east for like 2000 years that's where most of the food comes from the nile river and those valleys it's like oh it's, yeah it's known as the that's why they became the most you know powerful place in the region because they had the most food that means they could have the most people that means yeah. they had the biggest armies yeah and like people who were born without without nutrient deficiencies mm-hmm and so, and I mean, and then they're boxed in by the Sahara Desert to the south and the other deserts. I can't remember their names. The Gobi Desert, I think, is on the right. Is that fundamentally why certain cultures have bigger people? Is when you trace it back, yeah. biology is just who had the most food during a certain amount of times? Yeah, yeah you go north up to like Scandinavia, Swedish place. That's another place that they call the womb of nations where just like all of a sudden people would just explode out of there. Like 200,000 fucking barbarians are just... Coming they, over the mountain. They have a lot of animals to eat or something? I think it's just a good place to grow food, but I'm really not sure. Oh. I, it seems counterintuitive. It seems bad, yeah. but I have no idea. Like Ukraine has a lot of... What you want is... They have a lot of fish. They have a lot of lakes and fishing and stuff too. Maybe that, but I'm thinking you want f- expanses of plains next to rivers that flood making the soil fertile. Yeah. Like Ukraine has that. But you also just want to eat a bunch of animals. That's the most nutrient-dense thing you can do is eat an animal processes and then you eat like their liver. Yeah, I saw Bear Grylls do that one time. Just eat a raw liver. He's like, no, this raw? is raw? Yeah, he killed some fucking yak, ripped the liver. he's a wolf? Yeah, he's fucking... It's the, you know the meme of like a real man loves his woman every day of the month and he's covered in blood? No, but that's funny. That's from him eating that liver. Uh, okay, so we haven't got two verses in and we're like half an hour into the podcast. <laughs> we're an hour in. Really? Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's, yeah, let's keep going. Hey, bonus no time limit. Yeah, and we were a day late last. Been the, day no, late, a buck short. Let's just upload this one right <laughs> after because I I feel like I want everyone to hear it. We have another one in between though. Shoot crap. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like four weeks in the future. Two weeks. All right. So the woman. So you're going to Sweden, dude. Yeah, go away for your family and stay for a while where you and your family can uh, go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines. Hey, man of God, I know you just said that God said that. Would you mind asking him to not? Can you not? Because before you did that and we all got food for like a penny, which didn't last very long. By the way, 
So me hoarding food, I would have made a billion dollars. You're actually right, and that's very annoying to me. Because <laughs> you were saying that, I was like, that's dumb, Kyle. That would never happen. And then... Immediately happens. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It's, that seems like a better solution. I... Hey, it worked before. Give us flour for a whatever... However that worked. A sea, a flower, a sea. Yeah, a sea. For a shekel. Yeah. So the woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. At the end of seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to the king to beg for her house and land. So she moved away, left her property there because you can't take that with you. No. Well, you can't pack up your tent. Um. They're living in, in a legit house, stone huts at this point. Okay, I don't know that. I just that'd be hard that. to pack up. Um, the there there's the construction over there seemed to be mostly like concrete, but uh, that's probably because it was bombed a bunch of times over the last fifty years. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think what I saw has anything to do. There's a lot of stone structures actually, but uh, yeah, I don't think. Has a lot to do with their real estate back then. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Gotcha. Uh, the king, the king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. Gehazi, remember, is the one that tried to. Um, so the when the Aramean general came and was like, "Can you heal me from this leprosy?" and he's like, "I brought you ten sets of clothes and all this gold and silver," and Elisha was like, "Don't need it." You're healed. And then Gehazi went back and said, actually, we do need it. And then he was cursed to have leprosy for the rest of his life. He's back. Mm-hmm. That's oh. this, that's this guy. So he didn't kill him. He's still around. Just a little bit. He's hard to look at. <laughs> yeah. He's like Robert the Bruce's dad in Braveheart. The king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, and said, tell me about all the great things Elisha has done. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to beg for the king for her house. What a coincidence this story is. The king took all the... When everyone left, he took all their their property? Is that what just happened? Uh, Yeah, I'm trying... Because there's no property rights and as soon as you abandon your house, you lose it? I mean, I get... Like... It seems that way. Like, if you... Seems like everyone just got tricked. What do you mean? Well, the king stayed there hoarding everyone's shit. There was a famine for seven years. and Well, the king made it. <laughs> I don't know. The king made it. It's dumb. And now everyone's back and they want their stuff. And he's like, well, I own it now because you left. So now they're begging for their heritage home back. Their family heritage home. And the king, by the way, in this story is like, hey, uh, ugly man covered in white sores. Tell me a story about the man of God that you used to work for. And he's like, actually, one time he fucked this kid back to life. <laughs> and uh, as he's saying that, the woman and the kid walk into the building. That, I didn't even get that part. Yeah, that's what's happening in the story. And then the kid's begging for their house back. Can we please have our house? He's like, that's the kid. He laid on him fucking mouth to mouth, eye to eye. That's- it's like, kid, I know you were dead for a while. And you're grateful to be alive. But you do not want to know how it happened. Just be happy it worked, and let's move on. Fuck, I was... He's like, my lips are a little... Ch-. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't even ask. Trust me, you don't want to know. I had the most uncomfortable nap. <laughs> I woke up with this guy's hand jerking me. No! <laughs> I said stop. Uh, 
what a coincidence, man. The Bible is just full of miraculous tales. He's like, someone, he's like, someone told me to play hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... Uh, the, just as he, just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to beg for the king for their house and her land. Gehazi said, "This is the woman, my lord, the king, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life." The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, "Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land, from the day she left the country until now." That's nice. But why is he doing this? Because God is in favor with her family because it grows her kid back? Good. Uh, again, very good question. Because it seems like he wasn't going to. The obvious, or not maybe, I guess, not obvious, but the Christian answer is yeah. if you follow God, God takes care of you. So she followed God because she looked after the prophet and the, the prophet raised her son back to life. And did you notice the king also gave her her house back? But it says here including all the income from her land from the day she left so the country. So it was a working farm yeah. in a famine, in a drought. <laughs> that's what it says. Someone got tricked. That's what it says. I think it's the Christians. I think it's the people reading this and believing it. <laughs> that is that is so stupid. <laughs> Just to be like, oh, wait, my farm was working the whole time? And can I have that income, please? And I was gone for seven years? <laughs> Why was I gone? Can I have that money, please? What about oh. everyone else's? No, no. Did God lay on their son? Because that's the tax. That's the fee. I'm going to need proof that God laid on your boy oh to get it back. That makes sense to me. This is the, the dumbest. <clears throat> I, like, I, I can't even believe it. People no, it believe makes sense it's... to me. I get it. Uh, that, so, uh, Elisha went to Damascus, the home of Zawar, silly man. Mm-hmm. And Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, was ill. The king was told, The man of God has come all the way up here. He said to Hazel, Take a gift with you and go meet the man of God. It's crazy that they're going to Damascus considering the last three chapters were about wars against uh, Aram or Syria or Damascus. Like, mm -hmm. why is he going there considering they've been at war for the last 30 years and, like, the whole army was blinded? Two chapters ago in Elisha's lifetime, uh, there's a big famine that lasted for seven years. It's like, almost as if the war with the, with the horses on fire and the blinded people was made up, but it never actually happened, so Damascus doesn't harbor any resent. And he just goes there, he's like, oh, the man of God, the guy that struck your whole army blind is here. Maybe you should talk to him, because you're sick. I mean, he does have cool powers. He said, the man of God has come all the way up here. He said to Hazel, take a gift with you and go greet the man of God. Consult the Lord through him. Ask him, will I recover from this illness? Hazel went to meet Elisha. If I, to go, if I had one question, it wouldn't be that. What would it be? It would be, cure me from this illness. Well, that's essentially what he said. No, he's saying, "Can't? will I? Yeah. No. The answer is you won't. You're going to die. Well... It's a question. What you said is a statement. Cure yeah, me or, a de or a demand. I would, I would say I would demand. Hazel went or to I would beg. Please. With your infinite wisdom and complete faith in God, cure me. Not will I survive. It's like asking a genie. It's like, oh, you just wasted one wish, dude. 
The answer is no, you won't. <laughs> now you have to ask. I wish for a million wishes. And now your third one is going to be like, is it going to work? Now you've wasted them all, all three. Um, that reminds me of some old story. I'm not even going to say. It's boring. It's the... I'm, now you're saying it? No, I'm not saying it. <laughs> Hazel went to meet Elijah. On the edge of our chairs we are. Take <laughs> Fucking Yoda. He said, I want to be Elisha, taking with him a gift as a gift, 40 camel loads of the finest wares. <laughs> yeah. No, not 40 camel loads, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, dude. You sick fuck. <laughs> They're eating bird shit. You never know what they, what they fucking. Jerk off 40 cover. camels and bring it to the man of God. You call this? This is a donkey load. I asked for <laughs> camel loads. Everybody knows. What do you think those humps are for, dude? Everyone knows camels blow fat loads. Oh, man. You tried to combine two donkey loads and call it a camel load? How dare you? In the name of uh, marketing, I don't update my Instagram very often, but one of my Instagram posts is me riding a camel in Syria. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was scared of camels because I know that they're notoriously uh, onerous. They don't like... They're biting, right? Yeah. They're biting. And I said to Simeon, stay away from the camel. He's going to try and bite you. And he's like, you're a big pussy, blah, blah, blah. And the second we got off the camel, by the way, when, the way you get on a camel is they kind of crouch down on their front legs mm -hmm. and then you, and then they stand up. But when you get off the camel, they get the same way. And so before I was almost even barely ready, the thing just kneels down and I went teetering over the top, grabbed this camel's neck and I was like, whoa. And I ducked off and the, and Simeon walked by the front and it fucking lunged and snapped at him and just missed him. He almost got bit by a camel Really? after, after I said... Watch out for camels biting, and he called me a pussy. Yeah, he's tough, though. Just ask his new knee. He's so tough. I meant all my brothers are tough. I don't know who's the toughest. It's definitely me because I've never lost. Yeah. But it's just far as like taking. Toughness doesn't have as much as, it's not the same as skill. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So as far as like taking pain. <laughs> yeah. What? Just taking a pure beating in every scenario. It's probably Judah. Because I couldn't hurt him, and that like hurt my feelings when I was growing up. Like I tried to hurt him, and he'd just take it. Well, and then I, he won. Yeah, I know. It sucked. But also, Simeon is tough as fuck, because Simeon was down for everything. We'd be like, hey, Sim, you want to get double bounced off the trampoline? And he's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sim, here's the thing. You're going to jump off the roof on the trampoline, and I'm going to hit you at your uh, peak height with a pillow off the trampoline into the bushes. All right, we're down. Hey, Sim, get in this cardboard box. We're launching you down the stairs. Okay. That's awesome. You probably had a good time. It sounds like some of that stuff would be fun until you got hurt. It was fun, and he miraculously... I remember, like, you don't think ahead when you're a kid. Like, No, there's no cause and effect. You're like, this is an idea. We're going to do it. And then we did it, and then as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, my God, he could have been hurt so badly. Like, I was like, what the fuck was that idea about? Like, why did we think that would be fun? Yeah, he survived. You're just thinking best case scenario in your head every time. Yeah, it's gonna go exactly like I drew it up. And it was there was no thought. There was no thought whatsoever. No thought whatsoever. Like one time, for for like me and my friends, old enough to know better, like 15 years old probably, we just went out in the backyard. We're like, let's light this tree on fire. And then we lit. Oh no! We lit the tree on fire, and it almost got out of control immediately. Like we, like a miracle. We didn't. The trees are yeah, a miracle. Praise Jesus. Yeah, whatever. But like, that's the kind of shit that I did. I was like, do you think it'd be fun to light this tree on fire? My friend's of course like, it would be fun. <laughs> it was fun. 
Oh, the panic. Okay. So he went, Hazel, verse 9, Hazel went to meet Elisha, taking with him as a gift 40 camel loads of all the finest wares of Damascus. Oh, there's more. Okay. He went in and stood before him and said, your son, Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, has asked, sent me to ask, will I recover from this illness? Elisha answered, go and say to him, you will certainly recover, but, and then there's a note here. The Hebrew may also read, go and say, you will certainly not recover. They keep doing that. In the Bible, it means yes. Oh, when they read the cliff notes or no. It either means yes or no. I could have guessed that myself. Oh, it could mean every possibility. Right on. That's really helpful. You will certainly recover. Little note here. It also may mean you certainly won't recover. All right. Who's translating? <laughs> I'm going to need to know who's translating. God, the creator of the universe in his infinite wisdom, chose a language with no vowels. So you have to guess. It's just consonants only. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like one of those questions you can just answer yes for and it means nothing. I was trying to think of an example. No, it's like you ask, you get asked an or question. It's like, uh, like, are, are we going to get our job back or are we going to get fired? Yes. <laughs> well, that's not helpful. Okay. Yes to one of those. Wait, I didn't even, the end of the, ver, the end of the sentence is even better. Elisha answered, go and say to him, you will certainly recover, but the Lord has revealed to me that he will in fact die. What? You're going to get better, and then you're going to die. Well, that's everybody. So sweet. <laughs> Turns out that's what happens to everybody. So yeah, I'll take that one. He stared at him with a fixed gaze until Hazel felt ashamed. Then a man of God began to weep. Why is my Lord weeping? asked Hazel. Because I know the harm you will do to the Israelites, he answered. You will set fire to their fortified places, kill their young men with the sword, dash their little p children to the ground, and rip open their pregnant women. The man of God goes up to Syria to talk to the king. Is who's he a man of God? He's not from Israel, right? Elisha, the <clears throat> man of God, Elisha, the main prophet that we've been talking about. He's the sick one? No, no, no the king of Aram, the oh, king yeah, of Syria, that's what I thought. Okay. he is sick. And he sends with gifts, bunch of money and stuff. Go talk to the prophet. See if I'll recover. You will recover, but you're going to die. And then he starts to cry. And the guy's like, why are you crying? He's like, because your boss is going to rip open pregnant women and dash little children to the ground. But I'm still here talking to you for some reason. And God decrees it. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Hazel said, I guess it's going to happen to the Jews. Like, it's probably not going to happen. There's going to be something that's going to be like, well, I chose not to because... What do you mean? I'm going to see if he changes his mind. The In the story? Yeah. Hazel said, <clears throat> how could your servant, a mere dog, accomplish such a feat? The Lord has shown me that you will become king of Aram, answered Elijah. So the, the king's right-hand guy that's been sent on this quest to go talk to the man of God is like, how do you know this is going to happen? He's like, because you're going to do it. Because you're going to become king. So I'm giving you a prophecy to fulfill that only hurts everyone that I know. And God decreed it. Yep. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, our, our savior. Then Hazel left Elisha and returned to his master. When Ben-Hadad asked, what did Elisha say to you? What did Elisha say to you? Hazel replied, 
He told me that you would certainly recover. But the next day, he took a thick cloth, soaked it with water, and spread it over the king's face so that he died. And then Hazel succeeded him as king. So he, so he f- murdered the king. He waterboarded the king, murdered him, and now he's going to go do everything that Elisha said would happen. <laughs> That's great. That's good prophesying right there. Good prophesying. I think that brings us to the end of our reading today. Did you learn anything today, Kyle? Not so much, I'd say. <laughs> I, I, I learned that uh, dove shit, there's counterfeit dove shit, and it's a problem plaguing Israel to this day. <laughs> that is true. That's that's my reading between the lines. You know how you have to, the true understanding, you need to read between the lines according to some people in mm-hmm. the Bible? Well, I read it. And they had a real counterfeit shit problem going on <laughs> that no one seems to talk about. It seems like the biggest issue of their time. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, on the last podcast, you said you were going to look up this question again. Oh, fuck. I didn't, though. I'll read it one more time. Maybe you'll have some more insight. Does the Bible by the say... La- by the la- yeah. For you people listening, mm-hmm. that you, that's weeks ago. For me, it's literally two days and I've been drunk since then. So give me a break. I quit my job. I, I'm the best comedian that Three Inches of Blood has ever seen. And I went to the money factory. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Success all around. <laughs> the Bible... Does the Bible say anything about worshiping things that are not other gods? Yeah, it does all the time. Growing we, up, I was cautioned about worshiping that's too That's not much. the question. That was the one. No, the, the final question, because I answered that, and that's explicit. It's, yeah. Is, is it biblically based, or just something like our parents told us to get us to stop doing things we like, like worshiping, like watching TV, etc., or practicing too much sports, according to her? Like, is that, does it say in the Bible that if you spend too much time doing some activity, God will not like it, is what they're asking? No, but that's... Because I think the real question between the question is, at what point does it turn into an idol? Okay, so, I mean, that's kind of easily answered, answerable. That's the second it becomes your main focus, nothing should come before God. So your whole life should revolve around being on your knees mm-hmm. and praising Jesus. No matter how shitty your life is, you thank him for it and say, fuck, you're awesome. Please don't send me to hell. And okay. the second so the you, first time you, you s- get interested in anything besides that, be it uh, listening to records, fucking cooking food, or masturbating, it's now a false idol. So as soon as you skip prayer to watch the end of Game of Thrones, yes, then Game of Thrones has now become your idol. Yes. And yeah. you're going to hell. Yes. And your whole life should revolve around worshiping and fearing God. That's it. And when you get to heaven after you die, mm-hmm. that's what you do for eternity. So you've had, it's good. You'll have a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I try and get up there. I try to, God seems easily tricked. <laughs> like if you're up there and you just act kind of gay, would he leave you alone? He might send you to hell. All right, that, I mean, if that's possible, <laughs> definitely. Can you go from heaven to hell? I thought once you got into heaven, you just, that's your ticket. You're in. I would like to put I that. I didn't know they had hell had, uh, heaven had bouncers. You could get bounced. I don't, I mean, that's like something Christians argue about. But I would like, if, if it does exist, and if I get there on my parents' credentials, I would definitely put that to the test. I'd just walk into the throne room, just start jerking off to like whatever the fuck, and like, Two middle fingers to God. Like, this place sucks. I don't like it here. 
And if actually, if that was what true, if it put you in a cube of I was gonna say solid, if, solitude and sent you across the universe. Yeah, if I was actually in heaven, <laughs> I'd be terrified. That I would be legit I, terrified. It, yeah, it, it has become real, and I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> I do not have the balls to risk my eternal fucking soul. It's not death you're risking. It's yeah, eternity. Yeah, which could, is way worse. Yeah, like um, I have no mouth and I'm a scream situation. Yeah, fuck that. Do we get any other emails, Kyle? I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, let's read one. Okay. I'm in a great mood. I'm having so much fun. <clears throat> hey there. How do Christians coexist with science? Caleb said he was able to convince Stacy that biology was a thing, but mm-hmm. that does not... But that does a lot of damage to her worldview, is what he says. Uh, you are, in fact, correct. I think they just live in a constant state of denial. My mom would go around the world prophesying and saying that uh, evolution isn't real until I made her read this book by Francis Collins, one of the people that mapped the human genome. He's religious, Who right? is a Christian. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, I'm obviously way over my head here, and I don't know how that guy, I think what they do is, so creationism used to be the main thing, like God, like we read it way back in the day. If you haven't heard it, it's actually hilarious. Go back to the very beginning of the podcast. But, uh, they used to believe God made the world in six days and the world is only 2,000 years old and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the modern view, the modern like Catholicism view is... That was 4,000 years old, right? Because the Bible's... six. I think it's 6,000. Jesus is 2,000. Yeah, 2,000 okay, yeah. years to Jesus and mm-hmm. then 4,000 years before that. Yeah. So 6,000. But uh, they just say that uh, God used evolution in those six days and... Uh, Days, time isn't real to God. They, he has a different timeline. So what God considers a day could have been six billion years. What do you mean? He's communicating it to us. And God turned. So God's day, he's not. He's not equating it to his day. Well, they he's have, telling us how many our days it is. They have to. They have he's to, talking to us. You're right. That's retarded. You're right, and it is retarded. But that they they have to do that to, to make this make sense, right? Remember, we start from the Bible's true mm-hmm. and work backwards. So they go, they just God the gaps. That's what they call it. They God the gaps. And like, uh, so God used evolution in his creation method. That's what they say. The modern view is like God's the prime initiator and he is kind of an asshole and hates gays. So yeah, good guy. Real good guy. (laughs) Gonna be fun in heaven. Is the first part of Genesis false or Adam and Eve? Obviously. (laughs) Yes. Were Adam and Eve the first people ever? I think these are questions for his mom, for your mom. Was Earth created less than a week before them? Did they eat a bad apple that brought sin into the world? Did Jesus die for an original sin that never actually happened? Is Jordan Peterson actually an intelligent idiot and has always been? <laughs> okay, that you just rapid fired those off in a roll. I think you know the answers to the first four All of, of those questions. Yeah. Uh, one more time, sl- a little bit slower. Is Jordan Peterson yeah. actually an intelligent idiot? He's obviously very intelligent, yeah. but for I don't know how. I hate that he goes around saying it's all an allegory and it's actually brilliant. It's like we're reading it right now, and you heard it word for word. It's dumb as fuck. Sure, you can find meaning in a few of the stories. Mm-hmm. Fine, Cain and Abel is a good explanation of like. It bothers me that if you think this text is relevant, that you don't consider the whole text. You, that that's so weird. Because as soon as you a don't, cherry picks. As soon as you don't. Then you're not acknowledging the Bible, but then we can get down to, okay, what parts were there not in the Bible? Maybe this part is more relevant, right? And it, this scroll versus that scroll. 
But now you're not talking about the Bible anymore. Yeah. You've completely invalidated the Bible and you're just saying historical stories have value. Let's remember that also there's there's different Bibles. There's books that are in and out of different Bibles. The Eastern Eastern Orthodox Church has a different Bible. And he doesn't go around like reading other ancient writings like Herodotus. He does. does. Disney. Oh, he does. I guess he does. (laughs) But I mean, if you were going to put that on the Bible, you should also like put the same amount of worth on Beowulf and fucking... You know, the Garden of Vita or whatever the fuck it is in Hinduism. Or... His thing with Disney is they, Disney stole a bunch of old fairy tales, right? Yeah. That's his thing. So the, it's just the fairy tales we know. And I think he likes them because they got passed down orally for such a long time and they made it, that type of thing. Yeah, go eat some more bacon, Jordan. <laughs> Get off the benzos. I don't think he eats bacon. I think he eats like almost exclusively steaks. Have you seen... salt? Jordan Peterson meets uh, Jordan Peterson, Peter and Jordison. That is the funniest one. I know there's a bunch of those, but yeah. that's the funniest one. The way he's constantly calling him an idiot back and forth. He's calling himself an idiot. It is so I can lift a hundred pounds over my head. <laughs> you know what? I'm all I've transcended Jordan Peterson. It's all about Michaela Peterson now. She's got some big fat titties, yo. <laughs> and that's what I respect this life fair enough the bible is only true if the earth is around six thousand to ten thousand years old based on biblical lineage and we lived with dinosaurs where did they go so you kind of answered that at the beginning yeah uh that's from brady i don't i mean i don't feel like that deserves even further delving into like those those answers are obvious but yeah it's i will endeavor to get my mom back on the podcast she is back in town next week i cannot see this happening well, I I have the inf- the perfect argument every time. I know. Is your God scared of my shitty little podcast? And she feels obligated to come on and lose, basically. Tell her there's a lot of Christians listening. Uh, Christianers. Christianers, yeah. There's a lot of Christian listeners. I will, actually. Listening and saying their salvation's at stake because they're listening to our podcast. So if you don't give an opposing view. I actually said I actually said so much that uh, these these are the people... That you desperately need the word of God the They're most. They're on the edge. Yeah. Stacy. So, uh, yeah, I'll try it. Um, it's a shame we lost that episode with my dad, but I think he'd come back on and I will ask him. I'll, I'll ask her those questions and yeah. she'll, you know. We'll get your dad back on to tell cool stories again. He'll just tell them all again. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. But he doesn't really want to talk about theology because he knows he's going to lose. Yeah. But my mom talks directly to god so we can ask her to ask god we can find out how stupid god actually is if we can ask stacy if god truly is a homosexual <laughs> give us an she'd be so offended <laughs> but you talk to him i'm like you talk to him your brows yeah Stacey. because i'm reading this book it's coming off real gay <laughs> Why? it's coming off real before you come out of the closet type of uh, behavior and tone the tone is real Real about to pop out of the closet. I just want to know if you could ask if we could get the inside scoop. Is God actually gay? And how big are the dicks does he suck in heaven? Oh my god, I can't wait. She'll be so offended. I, I'm well. I'm going to try, but I well, don't. Maybe don't ask that. But no, we, she deserves it. She, de- if you're going to travel around the world pretending to speak for God, you deserve to be asked the hard questions to your face. <laughs> the hard questions, dude. <laughs> nice.
story driven. At a certain point, like you can't. When they repeat themselves, what are we gonna do about the poems? <laughs>